0: Oh, good grief!
1: Welcome to episode ninety-three of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotguns Gaming Podcasting—the only video game podcast you need, in my opinion, which is the only opinion that counts. I am joined. I'm, jo- I'm Asbel, and I'm joined this week by, as ever, Brendan Caldwell. Hello, Brandy. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and this week, we're joined uh, by special guest. <laughs> uh. Nate Crowley. Hello, Nate. Hello. How are you?
0: Yeah, pretty good, actually. Pretty good. I'm down in the office at Brighton at the moment, which is nice. I get to come here uh, usually once a month, and it's always very good to get some FaceTime in with the other treehouse inhabitants.
1: Uh, Nate and I weirdly but in a happenstance due to the available technology in the office and other people recording a podcast in a different room uh we're in separate phone cubicles about six feet from one another
0: yeah it's really weird it's like we're both in solitary confinement speaking to god and brendan's god i guess (laughs) in this shared prison hallucination
1: where would you uh categorize god what items would you put god with
0: uh, probably well i wouldn't know whether to put him in unstoppable forces or immovable objects
1: that's brendy where do you where do you where would you put god i would look at my pile
2: of kind and benevolent things and my pile of cruel and unknowable things and i'd probably hoof god out the window
0: well, we've uh, we've killed God in the first three minutes of the podcast, but um, Alice, I must ask, why are we speaking <laughs> of the taxonomy of God?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> well Nate, I'm glad you asked, uh, because this week we are doing another uh, special uh, podcast episode for Can't Stop Playing. Uh, Every month we have a game that we can't stop playing. We just can't ruddy-bloody put it down for whatever reason. And this month, that game is Wilmot's Warehouse. Wilmot! Thank you. (laughs) Now, if you look for uh, the can't-stop-playing tag on rockpapershotgun.com or uh, Can't Stop Playing uh, September 2019, you will find uh, all the articles we've written about Wilmot so far, and that includes the review, uh, which Nate wrote. So Nate, why don't you, for the listener at home, describe what Wilmot's Warehouse is before we get down to, to discussing it in detail?
0: Well, it's a wonderfully simple little game, really. You play as a square uh, called Wilmot, and Wilmot lives, or rather works, I hope they don't live there, in a top-down warehouse, which is arranged along a sort of a rough grid. And you can move around the warehouse, and the game has two phases. In the first phase, a lorry reverses into the bottom end of the warehouse, and it drops off uh, a cluster of square blocks. And some of them have sort of figurative pictures on them, things like, I don't know, um, a back end of a trombone or a test tube, whereas uh, the other blocks have got more abstract images on them. They may just have a a coloured shape on a different coloured background or a collection of, of dots and lines. And you can use Wilmot to push and pull these blocks and take them anywhere in the warehouse you want. Uh, It's completely up to you, and as we'll come to, that's possibly the most interesting thing in the game. Um, The second phase of the game happens when you run out of time to put the blocks away, and people appear at the top of the warehouse, and they ask for different quantities of different types of blocks from you. So someone might say, oh, I'd like... Two bowls of soup, three trombone ends, and a pink triangle. And you then have to go around and find the requisite blocks and remembering where you stored them and bring them to the people who are requesting them. Um, and and that's that. Every few rounds, you get the chance to sort out your whole warehouse design and get everything in order without a time limit, which is really nice. Um, and there are some little bits and bobs you can get to, to help your efficiency like a dash move and things like that but that's uh, that's wilmot's warehouse really elegant and simple
1: that is indeed Wilmot's warehouse and there are I think there are because every delivery you get it introduces more items to categorize as you say uh, and you by the end of the game you have 200 but I have a feeling that there's more than 200 you could, that for like the pool is bigger than 200 that it draws from.
0: There are 501.
1: 501. What's the one?
0: I wish I knew. Uh, although I, here's a little bit of uh, deep Walmart lore for you. That one item was the only <coughs> block that was added since the original humble release. So a lot of things are different since the humble release. And one of the things that was added was one block. And I don't know what it was. That's interesting. Hmm. Perhaps it's God.
1: Perhaps it's God. Uh, and yeah, one of the fun things is sort of deciding what the things are to categorise them. So Brendan uh, it made me laugh quite a lot, but the official Woman's Warehouse account has started tweeting some of the, the images you can of, of the blocks you get um, and joking about some of them. Uh, but one that it, it tweeted out was uh, a dog tag. And it was quite clearly dog tags or like a, you know, a pet sort of circular naming disc. But what did you think it was?
2: Well, because of the way it's just like, it's just like a circle with a bit of a 3D shape suggested to it. But I I thought it was like an airplane window that you could see an eclipse out, out of. Oh, like just a, like a round porthole but with an eclipse on the outside but that, that, I had like other windows and window shaped things in my warehouse but I didn't have any like dog stuff or necklaces that this thing could go in so I just, I just kind of said to myself no this is an airplane window <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had a similar situation with um, I think it was just an abstract, abstract shape really and at the start I decided it was like a red button for putting onto a dangerous machine. Um, And I had a stack of it. But then as I started to accumulate more food stuff, so I became anxious that it might be a mushroom um, (laughs) because it had that rough sort of form. And so it went in the foods for a while. And I I suppose I, I reconciled it in the end by saying it was a button mushroom. (laughs) <laughs> um, very good, very good And I, I'm still not certain what it was though Really troubles me that one
2: Yeah, there are some Like the dog tag I, it, I'm it. i playing again And in this game I've got the dog tag In it's own section with dog stuff Because there's a kind of a red Shale looking thing And it looks exactly like If you've ever bought a Kong For pet dogs They're like these little rubber um, shell-shaped things that you put food inside in a hole, and then you throw them down and they try and f- get the food out of the this, like, rubber shell. And it looks exactly like that, so I've put that with the dog collars and a brown cloud that looks a bit like dog poo in a corner for dogs.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, and I put the brown clouds in the dog corner as well.
2: There we go. It's poo, isn't it? It's got to be. It can't be a brown cloud.
0: <laughs> that makes me really vindicated.
1: Do you think the order in which you get things changes the sort of taxonomy of them? Oh, definitely. So, like, because, well, I mean, i I've started two games because I played it on my MacBook and I've also played it on the PC, and they don't cloud save across platforms. Uh, so, in one, in one warehouse, I have. The I have a little death area. So I have um, a coffin and a, I think a gravestone and then a nuclear blast. Uh, but then in the other game, things appeared in a different order. So the nuclear blast is with dangerous things, including the axe. But then Astrid, uh, I think, has the axe with tools.
2: I think maybe the... Your own personality maybe reflects your, how your warehouse is laid out. Basically, you see an axe only as a weapon.
1: <laughs>
2: but Astrid can, can think beyond that more cooperatively.
1: Well, you know.
0: My first playthrough, I got clocks, was the first thing I got. I had several varieties of clocks. So time became the hub of everything in my warehouse. And I had winter and summer branching off it. Uh, my sort of time hub where I had calendars and clocks and sundials and things. So I had winter and summer, and then it got more abstract because I had, like, wind and water and started going with sort of an elemental thing. Uh, But they were all sort of blobs um, arranged so that, you know, one would always be within line of sight of the other. Because that's one of my favourite features about the game, the incredibly precisely calculated... Uh, view distance
2: oh you mean because when you walk around the warehouse everything is black and white but whenever you walk past the boxes whenever you're close to them you can see their colours
0: yeah they become revealed and it's it's not so close that you have to sort of myopically blunder around you know as if you're tasting the blocks but then you can't just sort of take a take a glance uh, from across the map you have to get you know to within a reasonable distance. I think that's really it makes it really your memory without getting frustrating.
1: That's interesting because yeah. I don't link where things are to where I, I just if I have space, I start a new category where there's space. So I don't I just remember where things are. I go, okay, that's where the the food, comma, sliced is. And then maybe I'll have like the regular food next to that, but then like I don't have like kind of abstract like ladders of meaning between like time and then seasons, and then I'm just like, well, these things sort of look like they're in the same bit, so I'll just move them <laughs> to a new category where I have space.
0: Did you find that you split fruit and vegetables up into two categories?
2: I haven't done that, but I don't think I've got enough fruit or veg i I did have a whole. I did actually have a whole wall dedicated to food at one point. Um and I I think I got loads of different types of nuts or things that looked like nuts. Mm. so I had like half a half a warehouse which was just full of nut-looking things. Um and in the same warehouse I had a whole s- stack of things for state security like the warheads and some robots. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> CCTV cameras and then under that was all like infrastructure stuff like road signs <laughs> and things like that and to the point where I basically imagine the world outside Wilmot's warehouse as a kind of terrible dystopia because I have all this state security stuff I'm stockpiling food and then on the other side of the warehouse is just all the animals it's just like uh-huh. we're trapping all the animals in one place as well
0: Oh, God. So, Modern Noah's Ark.
2: It's good. It helps you remember if you create a kind of silly story for what your place is.
1: Uh, see, I didn't do that. That's pretty do cool. That. Do you have any headcanon, Alice? Mine's just really mundane. I just imagine they're in a thankless job. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. It's sort of that same thing, you know, when you you play The Sims and then eventually you realise that you are spending your free time simulating a life where they have to go to work and stuff and then for some people like myself that at that point you realize that you're doing that the kind of the joy goes out of it a bit whereas Alice Al loves it and she loves being really creative and like she was really excited that they've got the new update where staircases can be U or L shaped now which they couldn't before um so it it will not sort of it seems like it should do that but i haven't got tired of it even though from the off you are just doing a job and it makes it very obvious you are as well you get like training and you get the uh the posters which brendy wrote about
0: but then it doesn't feel like because i think we've all well i was gonna say we've all played games that feel like work but it rather muddies the waters when your job's being a games reviewer um but like you know what i mean there's a certain play experience where you feel you know uh like you are having to force yourself to endure tasks and mm. um, wilmot never gets like that i was trying to say in my review that it's the most unusual puzzle game i've come across because it doesn't give you big puzzles uh big discrete puzzles to work on it's a, sort of more continuous micro-puzzles that you're capable of doing almost on an unconscious level. So your brain's incredibly busy, but you're not consciously chewing over huge problems. Mm. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. I've never come across anything quite like that, because in a way, you don't have to do any thinking at all. But in another way, you're incredibly mentally busy.
1: Mm. And I've I found like I didn't like having things you know you it you don't want to have things that aren't in a category, which is where you start doing the the little mental gymnastics like the thing that I insist is a slice of boiled egg, hmm? which is that like crescent of, of of cream color with like a little crescent of like a is that is a half half circle of white with a half circle of yellow inside it and I was like I don't. Hmm. I don't know what this is, but I had at that point my food, comma sliced, area. So I was like, "Well, you're you're an egg now. That's what you are. You're a slice of egg." <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's like that—that that is the screen because whenever the new things arrive, it it shows you the manifest of all the things you've got so far, like 200 boxes, some of them filled in and a lot of them not filled in, and then it'll deliver four new things at at any. One time, not deliver, but it'll say, okay, we're at, we're gonna start delivering these new things, and it'll show you like a cloud, and it'll show you some blue stripes, and it'll show you uh, a watermelon, and all this stuff. But that is the screen that like makes me puts the most mental tax on me, because if something comes up that doesn't fit anywhere else, I have to just look at that screen and come up with a reason to put it anywhere, because it can't go in its new category, it's so wasteful.
0: I ignore that screen
2: What? How do you know when, how do you know what to do with new things when they arrive?
0: Well just come up with it when they show up
2: No, no, I've gotta get ready, I've gotta like amp myself up and go, okay, okay when this when this large spike arrives it's going with hobbies because it's a, a horseshoe spike Like
0: so, I love the very different Wilmots we're playing, your Wilmot is this sort of paranoid doomsday prepper who has to be ready for any scenario and alices is is really quite an efficient little fellow whereas mine's a, a bit bit of a dreamer um you know bit of a bit of a bum
2: sorting things by season yeah <laughs> yeah
1: mine does take pride in his work that cuz i do i use that screen sort of like Brendy does but i like so when it says these are the new things you're getting. I will subdivide and create new categories. So if I get like um, some things which feel a bit autumny, like um, a, a brown leaf and a woolly hat, I will then uh, be like, right, well, in that case, I'm going to take out the nut like the acorn from the uh, kind of food area and the scarf from clothing, and then we will create a new autumn area. Mm. And and I get quite cross if I do not manage to put away all the items on a delivery before the warehouse opens.
2: Mm. Oh, that fills
0: me with rage. Yeah, you can't let that happen.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, That happens to me fairly often. I'm quite slow at the delivery part. It's just, it, wor- it worries me. You know, whenever everything gets delivered in a kind of, what is it, like a six, a six grid across, like, uh, block, like giant block, like a big push of all the blocks coming up. And they all mm. like move upward into the warehouse. And if you've got anything stacked at either side, the blocks coming in, getting delivered by the lorry, start to push up your blocks that you've arranged. So,
0: oh, that's quite an affront, isn't it?
2: It just interferes with everything. Like it just kind of messes all your dog stuff into your flowers, and you're like, "No, flowers don't go here." What's going on? How
0: do you yeah. tolerate Borky's help?
2: Borky is awful. I put <laughs> Borky in. for the for the listener. Borky is a robot that you can buy because you can buy these little upgrades as you go. You get stars and they're kind of like currency for whenever you uh, deliver items to your customers uh, quickly you get little stars and you can buy a robot at one point, that's one of the upgrades and he's, he's called Borky, he's very bad at his job, you have to pick him up like a normal block of something and bring him somewhere and set him down and then he kind of scans the immediate area and goes, okay I'll bring this cherry to where all the other cherries are and he really slowly shuffles <laughs> through your warehouse and he gets in your way. And whenever you oh. go to the pile of cherries, you look at it and you're like, what have you done? You've put this cherry to the right of that cherry, completely blocking off the apples. What are you doing, Porky?
0: <laughs> he is a... I, honestly, if I in, am asked in the future to pick out an example of incredibly creative AI design... I would definitely bring up Borky because he's very calculatedly crap. Yeah. (laughs) Like he could genuinely be a real help. And yet, I mean, I personally, I couldn't quite find him appalling enough to deactivate him. He was still, no, he was still some help to me. And he was companionship of a sort.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I liked, I kept him around because I, thought of him as like you know you know like when you work in the service industry and there'll be someone who is really bad but then they're benign. They're not bad on purpose. They're trying their best and and you 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 know, they do make your life harder, but they're they're really just they're honestly doing the best they can and that's okay, you know?
2: (laughs) No, I switch those people off. (laughs)
0: And <laughs> just hide them in corners.
1: It's the hardened apocalypse, Wilmot.
0: Do we think um, Wilmot is happy? He looks He's happy. He's
2: definitely happy, yeah. He's always smiling. The only time he doesn't smile is if he doesn't get something to a customer in time, and then he gets shouted at by CJ, his manager. And then he looks kind of like, ooh, like you know that sheepish emoji with the with the teeth bared? Like, ooh.
1: He. Oh is, yeah, it's not is good, quite, is it? sorry it's it's a good kind of uh, it's not over and aggressive all the time but it is a good cutting kind of critique or almost satire like you know the only time Wilmot's unhappy is when he might not do his job ahead of time (laughs) and like the rewards Mm. you get you can only put back into buying things that make your job better (laughs) Or I I would say make you make you able it's, to do your job. Faster. I think
0: a really biting bit of satire, but it's a very gentle blade, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And like it's like if you know, it's like a painter and decorator's boss saying, If you get this room finished ahead of time, I'll buy you a bigger brush. How about that? How about that, darling? <laughs>
2: No, it's more like I'll buy you a new tin of paint to do the next room with, and it's like, oh, excellent. Because <laughs> not because most of the time the stuff they give you don't even make it don't even make your job that easier. The space ones maybe.
1: Yeah, you can clear. Uh, like there are sort of walls, useless walls in the middle of your warehouse that you can pay, give like pay to get rid of, basically.
2: I'd love to see like someone doing a hardcore, a hardcore will not run where they don't don't take any of the upgrades. I bet you someone's Ooh. gonna do it. It's probably
0: possible, isn't it?
1: Oh, it'd be a pain though.
2: Do you want a bit
0: of uh, deep Wilmot lore? law? Yeah. Always. Um, you could almost do this as a little audio box out, um, because it is connected to the. The stuff we were talking about the robot earlier. Um, so I'll give it a little header.
2: I'm not doing a box site. That's too much editing to do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.
0: In which case, I'll just introduce the fact. Um, I was talking to the developers on Twitter and I found out Borky the robot is named after Linda Joan Bork, who was, of course, Evil Knievel's first wife. What? <laughs> it's true.
2: It surprised me as well because Borky is kind of a name for something that doesn't work properly. That's what I thought, but
0: uh, <laughs> no, that is God's honest truth. Fascinating.
1: I I don't know if you've made that up or not, because oh no no that is I've I've known and worked with you long enough that that feels like something you <laughs> could have made up.
0: Well, it's just gonna have to remain a potential truth, isn't it? <laughs> uh
1: what is your favorite item? Do you have one? Um... Mine is uh there's a really nice sunset that's kind of pinky pink and yellow and it's just very nice. Uh and I like the idea that I like I sort of like the idea that they are kind of concepts like someone's buying a sunset. You know, you can stack stack oh. a sunset ten boxes high, you know?
0: Now see, I always I was very strict in my head that they were always um representations of real things. So if it was a dinosaur, it wasn't a dinosaur, it was like a you know a Jurassic Park um, action figure, or something, and these were, you know, these were very much semiotic representations rather than, you know, the direct things. Although I like your interpretation much better. That's lovely.
2: My favorite block was probably the button that you talked about earlier, it, because I only got one of those in all of the deliveries. And it went with all the state security stuff with the missiles and the nuclear explosions <laughs> and the other stuff. And I, I it was just always there in the corner of that pile. And I was just felt like Wilma, if he wanted, probably could press that button and see what <laughs> happens. Cause there was only one and it just felt <laughs> unique.
1: Yeah, your Wilma is so dark, Brendy. <laughs> <laughs> Wilmer. Oh my goodness.
2: Do you know what my favorite poster is though? What? You you Go get on. these you get these posters um as rewards from CJ your manager and you get one at one point that just says employee of the month and it's like Kimberly and there's a picture of Kimberly and when you get it you're like Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly's probably. I've been doing all the work in here. There isn't even a Kimberly around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What if Kimberly's like the name of the sunset block?
2: Kim. Kim the sunset. What's your favourite block, Nia?
0: Oh, good grief. Um... (sighs) See, I was really panicking about this uh, when you asked. There's so many I love. I think it's probably the watch, because it was the first one I found a place for. Like I say, everything centred on time, and the watch was the first one, and so whenever I got a watch, I knew exactly where it had to go. No anxiety attached to that block at all.
1: Do you think there are groups that people, because obviously we we all three group things differently, Uh, but... I sort of think there are probably some things that end up being grouped similarly together, like the playing card suits, because they have achievements if you group things a sort yeah. of a way they've predicted. Well, what
0: achievements have you got? I've
2: only got the dog one.
1: Did you not get the playing card one?
0: I've never had any of the playing card suits.
2: I've had, I think I have all of them together, but I don't know if I got the, the thingy for it. I got, I got the achievement for music. By putting all the musical instruments together. Uh,
1: maybe I'm getting confused. I got one for wheels. But have, Nate, have you never had a suit from like the Heart Club Spade?
0: Oh uh, no, I tell tell a lie. I did have it because I've done three playthroughs, but I'm huh, I'm rubbish. I always stop about seventy-five percent of the way through because I think I could be doing things more efficiently. Um so I only know about the ending because I've talked to Brandy about it. Uh, yeah, it's quite ironic because I've spent a lot of time playing the game, but I keep stopping just short of finishing it. I think I don't want to finish it.
2: Yeah, you do finish it.
1: <laughs> why? Yeah, why don't I'll
0: probably do that this weekend.
1: Why don't you want to finish it? I don't know. It's. I,
0: I think it's been designed with a very deliberate length in mind, like. Well, actually, I, you know, I asked Ricky about the length of the game, uh, one of the developers, and they said that, you know, they could have found loads of ways of really, really drawing things out, but they didn't want it to be a game that ate that much of people's lives. Um, you know, they actually felt they had a responsibility to make it something digestible and and finite, which I really respect. Um But it's just lovely, really. And I think once I'm done with it, you know, there's a chance I might not pick it up again. And I don't want that to happen. (laughs) So, yeah, weird as it sounds, it feels more comfortable not having finished.
2: So everything they did to make this a finite game that people can finish and leave behind in their lives has failed. Because you won't let them do that.
0: Yeah, I've just smashed through that like an elephant through a garden shed.
2: <laughs> just quit out five minutes before the end every time. <laughs> it's it's
0: puerile. It really is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, but I mean, I did want to ask as well. I want to talk about the different ways of categorizing things beyond assigning uh, a sort of meaning to the things. So, Ollie said he was working off colour, which seems too... I couldn't do that, I don't think. Um, And then Astrid said she wants to try and do it by feelings, so she will (laughs) categorise things based on the emotion (laughs) that that they stir within her. (laughs) Can you imagine, (laughs) like... Yeah, but she, because we've been giving each other little tours of our warehouses, like Graham was showing me mine and we're sort of, you know, like taking a professional interest in how other people do their warehouses and stuff. And so she did say, like, it would be good if we all sort of tried to do that and then uh, had a look at each other's warehouses and tried to guess what the feelings were that we had arranged things by. (laughs) <laughs>
2: you probably learn See, a I lot just, about someone.
0: I don't. I don't know that the human soul is that um, stable. Like, can you look at a cherry and feel the same thing every time? Will you always feel the same way about an abstract um, representation of a windmill? I think you might feel differently at different times. It's context sensitive if you group uh if you group an arm with a load of fruit, you probably think about reaching out for some nice apples uh, <laughs> if you group it with like swords and guns, then that's might be the arm of a brute that's, yeah, <laughs> that's then... gonna do you in
1: <laughs> but that's back to uh Meaning rather than feeling, surely. If you associate arms with guns, that's different from an arm. Oh, I making... guess, but
0: your association becomes its literal physical association because you are associating associating that arm in proximity with other things, and thus the feeling it elicits is going to be modified by what items are nearby to it. Surely,
2: this is way too philosophical. <laughs> True for for but... <laughs>
1: Well Matt argued that it's a language game anyway.
2: Yeah, Matt likes to chat philosophy like that though, doesn't he? Yeah. Matt that's says why a lot of things.
1: That's why he wasn't allowed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He'd
2: wiped the floor with all of
1: us. But I was thinking would be quite it would be quite confusing because so like take the slice of a boiled egg. I now cannot see that as anything other than a slice of boiled egg. I don't like boiled egg. I think it's grim. And thus, I would maybe put that in a kind of disgust grouping. But, on the (laughs) other hand, it does just make me think of the fact that my elder brother, who also hates egg, will literally not be in the same room as a boiled egg. Which makes me laugh. (laughs) I, I despise
0: boiled eggs to eat, but I have a mental tick, which means I find the concept of boiled eggs abjectly hilarious <laughs> so it would just yeah that i know exactly the bloody block you mean because it's like got pride of price in all of my warehouses because <laughs> uh, it's the egg
1: some of your best tweets have been about eggs no i didn't know no, you didn't, didn't like i've done
0: some belters about eggs no I, I i was saying to astrid earlier i'll tolerate a scotchy because it's armored and mints That's quite often. There is a soft middle,
2: so you can't eat a boiled egg by itself.
0: No, because it's but if it's covered in mints, it's fine. Yes, of course, (laughs) (laughs) because a boiled egg is just sort of (laughs) sulphur-smelling, rubbery wax with that's that's In a Scotch
2: egg, that's in a Scotch egg.
0: Yeah, but you can concentrate on the sensation of the mints.
2: Wait, (laughs) and the
0: egg just sort of.
1: Why? Why wouldn't you just eat mints?
0: Um, give honestly, given the choice, I would prefer to Alice.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were saying like you'd go out and buy Scotch eggs on purpose, not like.
0: Oh God, no! No, I've I've had a lot bought for me over the years as 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 jokes. I used to do a lot of tweets about businessmen and Scotch eggs. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Yes, I don't like them much. (laughs) Businessmen or Scotch
1: eggs. (laughs) Sorry, I just assumed you liked eggs, because you just have quite a powerful aura of an egg eater. (laughs) 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 Oh, no,
0: the file. I quite like a fried egg or a poached egg, so long as there's no raw white. It's just mucus.
2: Sometimes I'll just take an egg and I'll just put it in my mouth and just crunch down <laughs> and swallow all the whole thing, yolk, white.
0: Do you know about the egg-eating snake, Brandy?
2: Uh, aren't they all egg-eating?
0: No, it's a specific type of um snake. I think it's from Central Africa. Is this
2: the one that dislocates its jaw?
0: Well, now they all do that. Um, But this one hasn't got any teeth in its mouth. It's got one tooth. Do you know where it is? In its eye. No, it's a trick question, because it's not really a tooth. It's got one vertebrae with a tooth-like protuberance beneath it. And what it will do... Imagine a snake with no teeth, just this big, stupid, gummy smile. It will just sort of... An egg. And then the egg will pass down its body. And then it just... Like, flexes its snake abs, and that makes its vertebral tooth like object press down on the egg and crack it inside the snake, releasing all of its sweet, sweet yolk and white. And then it just poos out compacted shell. Ugh. Incredibly,
2: it's
0: great, isn't it?
1: That's so weird.
2: See if CJ gave you one of those instead of a Borkate. <laughs> <laughs> I would be absolutely happy to have it slither around the warehouse.
0: Oh, that is a good question. If you could make one really weird mod for Wilmot's warehouse that completely <laughs> changed it, what would you do? Would you would you add a snake?
2: An egg eating snake? I mean I'd have to now.
1: Would I have to keep running over to where my half uh egg is stored to stop it eating my half a eggs?
0: <laughs> well no. No, it would just quietly get rid of them, wouldn't it?
1: Because I would, I would quite enjoy having to protect my stock, but just that one thing from the egg snake, like running over, and then we'd have a grudging respect for one another. Like, you know, yeah, I'd if... shake my Wilmety fist and be like, why you? And then the snake would be like, see you again tomorrow. You know, and it would be
0: good. If the snake was slow, but you could move it... You couldn't ever get rid of it. It would always trudge slowly towards the half an egg. But, you know, yes. Yeah, so you just it, have, have, just have it up to remember, and
2: put, it, put it far away and yeah. then keep getting on with your job.
0: Yeah, that would be very good, actually. I might suggest to the developers that they add that.
1: Please, yeah. <laughs> Tell them to add the snake that eats half an egg.
0: Please include the, the egg snake. Thank you. And it arrives
2: in the deliveries as if it's a block, but it's not. And you have to to figure it out (laughs) after (laughs) it it, gets loose. That's right. Uh,
1: Very good. Uh, Do we have any anything else about Wilmot we want to discuss? I don't know, because it's such it's a remarkably sort of simple concept. And it's executed so well, but and it's it's because it gives you tools to sort of make infinitely complex kind of uh, versions of it in your own head.
0: I would just recommend genuinely anyone buy it. I don't think I cannot think, honestly, of a reason why someone would not click with Wilmot. And I'm sure that there will be people who don't, uh, but I can't imagine what it might be about the game. You know that I I I can't think that no one I can't think that anyone would fail to find something in it. Um, it's it's just very pleasing.
1: I'll find half an egg is what they'll find.
0: Yeah, find a bloody half egg. Yeah,
1: find a bloody half egg. What about you, Brendan? What are your closing thoughts? Um, I I I
2: think it is all worth it. Uh, The ending is one of. It, endings in video games are, no, are not good generally. They're bad because so few people will get to the end of games so a lot of the time people don't really bother to make them good. But the ending of Wilmot's Warehouse is great. It's it's just the perfect punchline for the whole game. And yeah. it's just it's cracking. And it it's still good even after that because I've started two other games i've got it on switch and pc and i've got two different games two (laughs) different warehouses which gets confusing but it's fine
1: do do you end up sort of going the wrong taking the wrong turn because you've forgotten which warehouse you're in
2: yeah well it's not it's less that because once you're there it's okay it's more the categorizing because in one warehouse the the do- you know, the dog collar might be with dog stuff, but in the other warehouse it might be with like household items. So that's confusing.
1: Why would it be with household items?
2: I don't know. Why is anything with household items what does
1: that even mean?
2: Everything goes in <laughs> house. a house a household is everything. Back
0: into
1: Walmart's bloody
0: warehouse.
1: <laughs> so imagine like Brendy is an old man in a in a nursing home. <laughs> Categorizing everything. Categorizing the <laughs> nurses.
2: Just giving giving me pills and being like, ah, I'm going to have to put these pills over with sorrow and these pills over with joy. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, dear. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay, well, Wilmot's Warehouse. Uh very good game that we can't stop playing excellent stuff Uh, shall we do recommendations quickly
2: sure can do
1: I love doing recommendations I said sure can do you didn't sound enthused though you sounded grudging yeah to be fair it was you, just because you answered as if Alice had said,
0: "Do you want to do some like surgery without anesthetic Now
1: it was just because I, in my head
2: I was expecting us to talk about what we've been playing, but then I remembered that Alice's battery is probably running out on her laptop, so we should just <laughs> do what what she says. So I was like, "Oh, sure, okay, I can do."
1: Oh, well, we can talk about what we've been playing briefly. No,
2: I don't care. I don't want to talk about what I've been playing. I've been playing anything but Wilmot's warehouse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit discombobulated because I I'm not gonna be here tomorrow, so I've no idea what's going on. And also this isn't the day we normally record the podcast, so who knows? It's upside down, black becomes white, you know, dogs Your and cats living been together, mass around. hysteria, etc. Fine.
2: What are our
1: recommendations then? Uh Oh god. What are my recommendations? Oh, um I would like to recommend it's an old album now, but I've only just started listening to it. Um, but uh why is it that old? But um Hosier's album that um just came out called Wasteland Baby. Well I say just came out, I think it was last year. Um and uh because I was looking it's like everyone was talking about Hosier. Uh, and so I was like, well, I'll listen to that Take Me, Take Me a Church song everyone's been going on about. I listened to it and I was like, it's ah, pretty good. So then I, because when I learn about something, I try and cram in as much learning about it as possible. So I don't have to learn about it anymore after that. So I looked up Hosier to learn more about him. And I found this video of him singing like a traditional old Irish drinking song about whiskey. And all the comments were like Americans being like, oh, it's like a, he's like a fae folk. Imagine this voice drifting through the woods, calling you to your mossy doom and <laughs> what. <laughs> 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 Which really made me laugh because it's I, just a song about getting th- pissed. But, um, I
0: absolutely love American comments on anything Scottish or Irish on YouTube. <laughs> it's great.
1: So that's one recommendation. Then I guess read the comments on things Scottish or Irish. I especially like when uh, they comment on like a song like uh, "Fields of Athenry" and, and they say like, "This is a Dropkick Murphy song." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Wasteland Baby" is uh, is his latest album is very very good uh, it's a bit gloomy at times but other times very nice and fun so that's my recommendation
2: um, my recommendation is uh, there's a there was a Netflix c- series called Explained and it was done with uh, Vox Media uh, and they're normally on YouTube as well where it just explains like really simple topics. I might have recommended it before, but it explained like last season it explained like K pop or esports uh, and all this stuff. And they're usually pretty good, they're like 20 minutes long, just like briefers about things. But they've started a new series called The Mind Explained, which is just about kind of neuroscience, but like pop neuroscience. So you like, If you're a chump, as I am a chump, then you can understand what they're saying. And it's relevant to Wilmot's Warehouse as well, because the first episode is about memory and how it's easier to remember things if you you make it imagery and turn it into a narrative. And that's why Dark Wilmot Universe exists. Dark Wilmot Universe! (laughs) DWU! So that's my recommendation, The Mind Explained.
1: Excellent, thank you. Uh
0: My recommendation is also a YouTube recommendation. uh, But I can't remember the name of the channel. However, a bit of searching should find you it. It is someone who has taken the trailer from (laughs) Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom and (laughs) and re- <laughs> replaced <laughs> every- <laughs> they <laughs> they've replaced every instance of a dinosaur roaring with a recording of Gordon Ramsay shouting fucking roar but <laughs> you have to play <laughs> it's really good I've been obsessed with it for about three weeks now.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: Oh, Uh, oh dear. Sorry, I can't think about it and and not
1: lose it. (laughs) (sighs) Alright, well, I mean, you've set quite a high expectation for people there. (laughs) I like it. So, if if you watch that video and it doesn't meet your expectations, then you can email podcast at rockpapershotgun.com and complain uh, about Nate's poor expectation setting. <laughs> or, if you have any suggestions for themes for the podcast or questions, comments, opinions, podcast at rockpapershotgun.com is the email to use. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Rock Paper Shot and we have a wonderful YouTube channel. Uh, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash, I think it's rock, paper, shot as well. It might be rock, paper, shotgun. Hey, if you look at rock, paper, shotgun, you'll find it. It's fine. Uh, but of course, for all your PC gaming needs, just head to rockpapershotgun.com. Uh, thank you very much for joining me to talk about Wilmot's Warehouse and no other games. Brendan <laughs> and Nate. good <laughs> 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 uh, fun. Uh, this has been... Episode 93 of the Electronic Wireless Show, the worst SEO name for, <laughs> for Rock Paper Shotguns podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, say goodbye to the lovely people at home, Nate and Brendy.
0: Goodbye. Love you all.
1: Bye. Bye.